Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. What's up, guys? How are you today? I pray all is well and that this message finds you in the best of health. Yeah, the best of health. (laughs) Whether you're feeling good today or not, let this word saturate your heart, fill the atmosphere, and give you some reflective things to think about. May it also encourage you and strengthen you on your faith journey because how many of y'all know it's not easy? It ain't easy, baby, to be devoted to the Father, to be devoted to your calling or your purpose, to be devoted to your family even, to be devoted to life. It's not easy. But I thank God that when we are weak, he is strong. That when we choose to go to the Father and say, Lord, I'm a little weary and well-doing. That he fills us up. Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall soar high on wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Thank God that when we are feeling a little worn out. That we can come to the Father's throne. And laid at his feet. And he gives us his peace. He gives us his rest. How many know there's no love like God? Oof. Thank you, Jesus, for being who you are. You guys know we're in a new series called the Devotional Series. And today is part three of the message. And I love how God is just making every single one of the series I've been teaching since um, this show has started. It's everything, every message piggybacks off of the other. It's just layers on layers on layers. I mean, it's like the best six-tier layer cake <laughs> that God can give you. It's, it's just amazing. It is amazing how it's like a beautiful mansion and one floor has so many rooms and and so much to see. And then you go on the next level and then there's more there and then the next level. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like you're just amazed at every turn. So I don't know about you guys. If this podcast hasn't blessed you, then I feel like I'm not doing my job. I know it's blessing me, but my prayer constantly is that it blesses you, that there's something that you can glean from the wisdom that God pours into me, from my life experiences uh, that I share with you, that there's something there that maybe you didn't go through the exact same experiences, but there's still a lesson there that you can take and apply to your own life. And so before I go into this message, that's part three, and tell you what the title is, I want to say a quick prayer just to get us going and get things started. Spirit of the living God, we come to you right now. I just want to say thank you for allowing this opportunity for my brothers and my sisters to come and to receive a message from you. Speak, Lord, 
Your servants are listening. May I be decreased in this moment so that you can be increased, Heavenly Father. Use me like Jeremiah, like Isaiah, to speak a word to your children. Here I am, Lord. Send me as your servant on a journey, on a mission, the goal to teach your children healing in the ways that you've shown me how to heal, in the ways that you've shown me how to be accountable and intentional about breaking through the barriers and the yokes and the strongholds that were pulling me down. Thank you, Father, that you taught me so that I may be the vessel to teach others the journey to freedom. Hallelujah, Jesus for being just who you are. Thank you for being so magnificent that you care about us. You don't want us to stay in bondage. You don't want us to stay in shame, guilt, or condemnation. You don't want us to be afraid of our own lives, our own stories. You don't want us to shrink back from being the bold, mighty servants you have called and created us to be. You don't want us to be diminished because we are made in your image. That means that we are kings and queens, princes and princesses. We are a royal priesthood. So help us all, Father, be able to stand in that anointing, that sacrificial blessing that came from you, Jesus, the sacrificial lamb. May you get all the glory, all the honor, all the praise from our lives. We keep none for ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, guys, so today's Part three of the devotional series actually is called, How Bad Do You Want It? <laughs> if you haven't already kind of figured out where this is going, how bad do you want it? That can go uh, across the board for anything. How bad do you want to be healed? How bad do you want to be whole? How bad do you want to be set free? How bad do you want your success that you've been praying for? How bad do you want that relationship, that spouse that marriage to work out how bad do you want your children to come to Jesus how bad do you want your family to be saved how bad do you want that promotion at your job how bad do you want peace in your home how bad do you want to be delivered from the insanity that is your life how bad do you want joy in your life how bad do you want to rest how bad do you want it? So many people say they're sick and tired of this or they want change or or they, you know, really are going to change and then change never happens. And I think it comes down to how bad do you want it? Because one thing that I've learned is that people prioritize what they want to prioritize. Whatever you find important to prioritize, that's what you'll prioritize. And many times people don't prioritize their healing. Either they feel like they can't achieve it or obtain it, or they find it's too hard. And so they don't even go and, and fight the battle. They fight the journey is just not worth taking. But let me tell you from a person who has done the work, it's so worth it. It is so worth the fight to become your best self. It is so worth the, the battle to become healed, whole, and set free. It is so worth letting go and freeing yourself from guilt shame and condemnation it is so worth taking back the power of your story stop being afraid of you stop being afraid of your past stop being afraid of your story yes things happen to you and some were bad some were downright evil but forgive yourself 
forgive them folks for what they did to you and move on. So many people think moving on means, well, I just ignore it. I'll just throw that in the closet. I'll just forget about it. I'll just suppress it. Baby, that doesn't work. Because as I always talk about, you will wind up bleeding on people who didn't cut you. This is why some of you have problems with in relationships. This is why some of you have problems in in your uh personal interpersonal um friendships or relationships with people in your life that are platonic. This is how some of you feel like you can't make friends. It's because you bleed on people who didn't cut you. It's not the fact that you just are the eyeball out of every human being on the planet and so God said that Oh, this particular person I'm going to create and allow to be birthed in the earth. That'll be the one person I won't allow to have a friend. God made it very clear at the very beginning with in the Garden of Eden with Adam that man should not be alone. Which is why he made a helper. It's not just about a helper in terms of a spouse. It's also about just, again, not being alone, not having to carry the weight on your own. This is why... Paul also talks about it in Galatians 3 to share in each other's burdens. You're not meant to do life alone. But a lot of times people choose that way because you don't want to face you. You don't want to face the areas of your life that you played a part in. Now, I'm not talking about childhood things. I would say, honestly, anything 18 and under, count it as a lesson and a blessing. Why? Because it taught you some things once you got old enough to learn and understand. And then also a blessing that it didn't take you out. So whether it was an abusive parent or somebody sexually molested you or raped you or um, you failed a couple grades or you didn't complete high school or, or you know, you struggled to peak or make friends or whatever it is, somebody broke your heart. Whatever it is, that was childhood. But once you become a little bit older, especially in your 20s, you now have to take responsibility for your own life. Yes, you're still learning and you're still growing. Growing, excuse me. We should be lifelong learners. But understand that whether somebody did it to you or you allowed it to happen, Take accountability and then figure out where you should have been intentional or where you should have been disciplined and then make the change. Learn the lesson. How bad do you want to be free? I mean, even in my ministry, I minister to people that's over, I'll say 50. There's some young people as well, but definitely I minister to a lot of people that's over 50. And what I'm finding is some of these people have been carrying the weight and pain of depression, of stress, of grief, of guilt, of shame and condemnation, of just baggage, so many skeletons that they don't want to heal from. And you carrying that around. You've raised your children in that. You um, have gotten married in that. You have joined church ministries and 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 held leadership roles with that same pain and let one person come that triggers the reminder of the pain you tried to suppress and here's regression 
Here's all of a sudden is brought back up and you're bleeding with somebody who didn't cut you. You're taking it out on somebody else who had nothing to do with it. How many people are going around and you're starting new relationships but making the person that you're in a new relationship, new relationship with, excuse me, pay for the mistakes of the person before? And you may think like, well, I'm not really doing it. Yeah, you are. Because if you immediately go into it and you're already comparing, well, is this person doing it like that person? Oh, this person didn't answer their phone. Well, I know the last person, when they didn't answer their phone, they were cheating. So now I'm immediately saying that this person must be doing something sneaky because they didn't answer their phone. And that person didn't even give you any inclination that they're cheating. Because they're a new person. But because you didn't heal from the last person who cheated on you, any false move that you feel is false or wrong, you are now judging and being so crucial and critical over a person who didn't hurt you. You know, I even had a conversation with somebody today. And I was talking to them about, uh, you know, their experiences in relationships. And they were like, oh, well, I'm just looking for this particular thing and they had their preference and you know it's it's okay in a sense to have preferences but does your preference line up with God's will or is your preference based off of experience and honestly what the person kept telling me about their preference was based on what they built up from experience the type of person they've dated in the past they've experienced in the past and so they were looking for that type of person out in the dating world. You know, they're single like I am. And what I wound up saying to that person was, could it be that your preference is kind of getting in the way? God wants to get you purpose, but you're so focused on your preference that you're kind of shooing away God's purpose for your life or or what could be God's purpose for your life. So I'm not saying that every person that comes up to you that you decide you don't like that okay that was God's purpose no that's that's not valid you know but I think that when we hold on to our preferences when we hold on to our way of doing things because we've been doing it that way for so long you block out God's purpose you block out God's miracle for your life you block out God's blessing how can he get something to you that will bless you if you don't give it a chance you know I, I think it's no um no coincidence that my ministry draws a lot of broken people. But that's the point. That's the point of it. Agents of Revival is all about reviving you from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. It's about helping heal you through faith, self-love, care, and community support. And so when I get people that come to me, they're coming from all different walks of life. I've had conversations with people that don't say they don't have friends. And one of the reasons why they don't have friends is because they don't trust people. Why? Because friends in the past hurt them. And so they now have put up a great wall of China, so to speak, around their heart and around their being that says, I will never be hurt again. But what happens is you block out people who can help you. You block out real friends that God will send your way that won't treat you like somebody else did. But the barrier is that you never heal from it. You just set up a fence of offenses. 
And so you've built up this great wall of offenses that you never healed from, you never dealt with. You blame it on everybody else. It's their problem. You blame it on the new person that's coming in, but you also blame it on the persons who hurt you in the past and it's and and they did this. But where's your accountability? We cannot, as adult human beings, act like children and keep blaming it on other people. It's funny that the adults would tell children, especially children with siblings, you know, no, don't don't point fingers or even not just, you know, children with siblings. It could be children in the schoolyard and you say, no, tell me what you did. Don't tell me what that person did. I don't care what that person did. Tell me what you did. But why is it that we don't adopt that same thing as adults? Baby, I wasn't even planning on going this way with this message, but you know, God shows up the way he does. So he's just going to continue writing this out the way the Holy Spirit wants it to be. Why don't you show up that same way as adults? I had to get that sidebar real quick. Because I know you're probably like, what? Yeah, you know. God shows up in a way he wants to show up in my messages. I've said it before. And so I just let the Holy Spirit do his work. I may make my plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Is what it says in Proverbs. I believe that's Proverbs 16. And so what I've seen with adults is you teach children one thing and you do another. Why don't you apply those same principles to your life? How about instead of telling me what that person did wrong... Tell me your accountability in it. Tell me what you did wrong. Tell me what part you play. And the part you play should not be the selfish cop-out of, well, I just trusted them. I mean, come on. One of the things that we're meant to do in the earth is to love our neighbor as ourselves. which part of that is extending trust. Now, yes, you can guard your heart, but it's guarding your heart in the way God says guard your heart, which is not about building fences that of offense. It's guarding your heart in terms of using discernment and wisdom from the Holy Spirit to know who you should let in. But if you have a barrier up, even the Holy Spirit can't guide you on who to let in because you're going in it with fear anyway. You're going in it with prejudgment anyway, that this person is going to do the same thing that the other person did, that that's not going to work out. And I'm not even going to give that a chance because the other people were like this. And so I have my preference of what I want versus what God wants for you. I might have to change this <laughs> instead of it being how bad do you want it? I think I might have to change this title to to your preferences. Maybe God will allow us to do like a another part of how bad do you want it. And I'll really be able to go into some of the notes that I had planned for you guys. But I'm just having a conversation with you today. You know, are your preferences getting in the way of God's blessing? Are you so devoted to your will, your way, your preferences, your ideologies that you're not taking God's will into consideration. You're not willing to accept God's purpose for your life, God's plans for your life. You're not willing to be shaken up and stirred in the way that God wants to serve you to others because you are so focused on blocking what God wants to do because it doesn't look like how you want it to look like. 
it's it's not sounding how you want it to sound. You know, I think about even um I was as many of you probably have experienced or or seen on social media, there's this big revival that's been happening at Asbury University and it's been taking the country and the world by storm and it's been all over and other places as well of revival sparking out. And this is no surprise to me, which is why I, you know, titled this ministry agents of revival this vision that god gave me because he already shown me that revival was going to take out so i'm just loving it honestly like i'm not surprised that was going on i'm just like god you are a man of your word you know you are a god of your word like isaiah 55 11 says god's word will not return to him void and so i just love how god is showing and proving himself to be of his word and but i say what all that to say with Ashburn University, I've seen and heard how people are condemning what is going on at Ashburn University. And they're shaming it and they're talking bad about the children and what's going on. And they're trying to say uh, all these evil things against it. And these are people in the church, not even people that aren't saved. These are people who call themselves Christ followers and I find myself as I study God's word more and more um, and I'm talking to the father more and more I find myself realizing that there's a lot of Pharisees in the church today and if you don't know what the Pharisees were the Pharisees were the biggest group of religious leaders that were against Jesus They were so used to the law that they wanted to uphold for others to live out that they themselves weren't even living out. So that when Jesus came to rebel against it, they were like, oh, who gave you authority? We didn't give you authority. We didn't give you permission. And so because they didn't give permission for God to be God on earth, (laughs) then they were like, oh, well, you must be satanic. There's no way you're doing all these miracles and that you're saying that you're the son of God. And I'm seeing that today. People are saying their preference. that There's no way because no man gave you permission. No um, great leader or pastor in the church that has millions of followers and, and, you know, TV shows and whatnot didn't give you permission. So who are you at this school to be having revival? We didn't give you permission for that. You didn't get permission from the Pope. And it's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Since when did Jesus Christ and his church become your church? Since when did you die on a cross for somebody's sins? I must miss that. I'm sorry. I didn't know we prayed to to the the I, I didn't know we prayed to John God or Judas God or um Jacob God or uh, Mary God or Sally God or Susan God or whatever. And the reason why I'm saying that isn't the God of. I'm saying that you have put yourself in the place of God. And so I'm sorry. I, I, I missed the part of the Bible that says you die on the cross for my sins. That you die on the cross for anybody else's sins. So who are you to judge? Who are you to judge others? Because it wasn't your preference. That's just like since COVID, a lot of church leaders have come against the new 
generation, my generation of leaders that God is raising up in the church. And they're saying the same things to us. Who gave you permission to teach God's word? Who gave you permission to disciple people? Who gave you permission? God gave us permission. And I'm not going to apologize that he didn't ask your permission for us to do the work that he gave us to do. Because he's God all by himself. So no one cares that it wasn't your preference that we do the work that God gave us to do. It was his will. Is your preference getting in the way of seeing and receiving God's miracles in your life? I'm talking about church because there's so many people in the church that won't even listen to another preacher, pastor, biblical teacher, or scholar teach a message because it ain't they pastor. That ain't my bishop. That ain't my pastor. That ain't my priest. That's not my pope. That's not my my uh, deacon, father, whatever. So since they're not at my church, my local church, where I go to and I've been here for generations, or my parents, you know, born and raised me up here, and so I'm going to raise my children here. And so since they're not here, then I can't receive a word. Who told you that? Your preference is blocking your blessing. God can get a word to you. From anybody. There have been times where I've been watching even a a movie or a TV show. And they said something that I was like, oh, God, you I know that was for me. Now, this could be something like like, let's just say an example of a TV show. Frasier. I could be watching Frasier because that's one of my favorites. And he'll say something that was so profound about something that I may have even been worried about in that moment and been praying to God about uh, silently. And as I'm reflecting in on the prayer and watching the show, it's almost like it just so happened to line up so perfectly where one of the characters on the show would say something so profound to what I was worried about. You know, even if it's something like, of, I think now says one, on one particular episode, to uh Frazier like you're you're always obsessing and I've had uh, that moment where at that same time I was obsessing about something over analyzing it and it was like wow God thank you it there's no coincidence with you this show was made in the 90s they didn't know that in 2023 I was going to have that moment but God you knew at this time that I was going to have that moment and this is why you allow me to watch the show so that in that moment while I'm sitting here obsessing or overanalyzing something, I would hear the word that said, stop overanalyzing. And it'd be like, oh, thank you, Jesus. So again, you can God can get a word to you from anyone. He can use anybody. But if your preference is it has to be this person at this place at this time and, and yada, 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 you're blocking your blessing. If your preference is you won't date this particular person because they don't look like you, they don't sound like you, they aren't the body build or shape that you felt like was your dream, they weren't your couple goals that you see on Instagram, so you don't want that person, you are blocking your blessing. The biggest thing to do is let go of your preferences and take up God's will. Ask the Holy Spirit for discernment to know What is his plan and purpose for your life? And who's meant to go on that journey with you? 
some of you out there that don't have friends or that uh, have limited friends or even you have a lot of friends, but you can't trust them. Maybe you need to go to the father and ask God, can he help shake you free from your preferences in order to give you his blessings? In order to give you God's purpose. Don't let your preferences get in the way of what God has in store for you. Your preference to continue showing up in the way you've always shown up is blocking your blessing of freedom. Those of you that prefer to stay in bondage, prefer that it's too hard to do the work to heal, to go down uh, the past journey's lane and be intentional about addressing the problem areas of your past in order to break free for purpose. Stop letting your preference get in the way of your blessing, of your breakthrough. Do the work. It's worth it. I did it. It's tough. It was hard. I'm not going to say it's easy. That's a lie. (laughs) It's hard because you're going down the journey of your past and facing issues and areas that you never wanted to face. Facing problems that you prefer not to address. But that's where your breakthrough is. So you've got to go back there and deal with there and heal from that. Forgive that person for the choices that that person made. And I'm not saying the other person. I'm talking about you. Forgive the you that you were then when you got hurt. Forgive the you that you were then when you didn't have the information that you know now. And so you may the wrong choices or you made mistakes forgive that you from the past heal from that experience break yourself free prefer your healing over your bondage in the name of Jesus prefer to say going forward I want my destiny to be better I want my life to be brighter I want to be made whole No longer do I want to stay in shame. No longer do I want to hold on to condemnation and guilt. No longer do I want to continue dragging along bags and baggage of skeletons that I've buried in my closet. That I've swept under the rug because I did not want to face the problems. Those areas that plagued my heart. That let the the right or wrong person come along and like a match strike the trigger and all of a sudden I'm blowing up. Because I'm remembering that past hurt. I'm remembering when somebody else did that to me. I'm remembering how I felt at that person at that time when that person hurt me. So since you who didn't cut me the first time, you've just lit a match. Now I'm triggered. So now I'm going to respond to you the way I've, I wished I would have responded to that person. Now I'm going to treat you in the way I would have If I knew how to treat that person back then, I'm going to put a barrier up with you as I wish I would have with the other person. I'm going to prefer to keep you distant as I wish I would have with the other person. You bleed on people who didn't cut you. Stop. Divorce your preferences and pick up God's purpose for your life. It's for you to be free, for you to be whole, 
for you to be secure in Christ Jesus, for you to be loved, loved by others, but also loved by God and yourself. It's for you to be all that God created you to be. And you need community to do that. You need people to do that. God's pre- God's purpose for you was not for you to do life alone. That's your preference. God's purpose for you was not for you to have couple goals like you see on Instagram. That's your preference. God knows the people, the right people, the right opportunities, the right time the right situations that are going to birth the best version out of you that are going to birth purpose out of you. Don't block your blessings because of your past heal from it, address it so that you can break free from those chains that are holding you hostage to, to an older version of yourself. It's time to let that go and embrace the new that God has in store for you. And so I prayed this message stirred your faith. Again, this wasn't even in my notes. I didn't even know God was going to go this way with it. But I'm so glad that he did. I believe that somebody needed to hear this message today. So I know that I said part three was going to be called, How Bad Do You Want It? <laughs> I think I'm going to change that title to Divorce Your Preferences and Pick Up God's Purpose. Or something like that. Y'all see when you see it, okay? <laughs> but may the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord our God be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you shalom, give you his peace. Take care. God bless. Bye now.